babies. All right, welcome, boys. Uh, welcome into the show. Let's get our opening takes on the table. Allow me to start in the wake of the Patriots and Bucks Brady Belichick game on Sunday night. It's over. As much as it can be over, the drama is over. The saga is over. The soap opera is over. And not just because it happened, but watching Tom Brady's interview with, um, I always forget, uh, what's the NBC reporter, field reporter's name, the woman? LaFoya. LaFoya. Michelle That on-field exit interview that lasted what felt like 35 minutes, you could tell Brady just got his closure. Like, just a whole week around it, they were lobbying compliments back and forth, Belichick and Brady. It's over. Like, the animosity has now dulled. Brady got the win. Patriots played good. They should have got the win. Belichick had a night, had a good defensive night. It was like the best case fucking scenario for this whole goddamn soap opera to end. Hashtag Brady's still dead to us. He'll probably continue to be a douchebag down in Tampa. But this this fucking tit for tat back and forth, I think, is for the most part over. Even with Wickersham's book coming out here, I don't think that's going to um, rile it up any more than it already is. Uh, so we'll touch on that. Ray, uh, I know you got a Patriots stake there. <laughs> Despite being one and three, we, the future is bright for the New England Patriots. <laughs> Mac Jones, Mac Jones looked great last night. Thirty-one for forty, two hundred seventy-five yards, and two TDs in the biggest NFL game of his life in his short career. All eyes were on this game, and he came out and showed why he was the best pick in this two thousand twenty one NFL draft. He marched down the field with two minutes left to put his uh, team in winning position, only for Nick Folk to doink it off the upright, but. The future is bright for this NFL uh, team. The Patriots are back to their winning ways with Mac Jones behind center. They lost that game, right, Bill? Yeah. On Sunday? Yep. Okay. Don't worry, baby. It's all coming back. Unless, I, felt, unless I passed out and just dreamed it, but I'm pretty sure the final score That's was possible. they lost. That's possible, trash can. <laughs> it's uh, very possible. <laughs> uh, of, of course, we'll talk about Mac Jones tonight. Bill, uh, your opening take, please. It's our season failure. Playing the home playoff game, home playing game, wild card against the Yankees, failure of a season, failure to address the at the um, trade deadline. This isn't a win, in my opinion, not a win. I love that you're already you're just assuming they're going to lose because if they win, it's not a failure, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, we'll be talking uh, Brady uh, Patriots Bucks, uh, the Brady versus, versus Bill saga, and is it over? Mac Jones uh, was a, a coming out party for Mac last night. Uh, the Patriots team moving forward, more importantly, in my eyes. Uh, Red Sox clinch with the Devers home run in Washington, and uh, we got the Yankees coming up tonight as this is released. Uh, so, welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, do the same. Send us some love. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate, review. And whatever you do, wherever you listen to it, please share it. Tell your friends. And tell them to get on down to White Birch Brewing in National Hampshire. Right address, please. Or 60 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to the tap room down there. They got flights. They got pints. You've heard me say it before. Uh, it's fall season. So they got the good shit, okay? And they know how to make the good shit. Uh, the Stouts, uh, the Marzins, 
Uh, we're getting away from hazy season. So if any of you hop heads are uh, uh, hopped out, they got the good stuff coming in uh, for the season here. Uh, and go catch some football. They got, you know, a nice setup down there. If you can't get to the brewery, then get at your local beer store, wherever you get it. Tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Uh, everyone feeling okay after the, uh, after the loss? They did lose, by the way, Raymond. I know they lost, but I, I think that it's a step in the right direction. The defense played very well against the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Mac Jones looked great last night. Our running defense, our running game. Can I just interrupt you real quickly? As we start this show, as I was doing the uh, um, sponsor read, the text message on our group text is, Bill, I need more gummies. (laughs) That's what's on your fucking mind as we dive into the show. Yeah, I just took the last one. (laughs) Okay, so anyone, so it's 640. Uh, this show will be done by about 7.15. Uh, Anyone tuning in for Wednesday's NFL Weekend Recap, if Ray doesn't say a fucking word, now you know why. <laughs> because that's pretty much how that goes. I have two fucking beers in, and I just had to uh, lighten the mood. So now I'm fucking on my A-game. Leave me alone. Take them before the show. Not, gee, never mind. Well, it makes Listen me sleep to the well. trash can. Never mind. Uh, let's jump in, boys. So, overall impressions. Let me list them. We'll talk about him. And uh, Bill, I'll start with you after I list him here. You can start wherever you want, uh, as long as it's Mac Jones. So Mac Jones is the story coming in this game. Two, two, told you it could have been, told you it might be. Didn't predict it will be, but I think it's I think Mac Jones is the story coming in this game. It's either that or the Patriots blew another fucking game. Which way do you want to go there? I'll let you wait and decide. Brady did not play well. He was jacked up. He was jacked out of mind emotionally. Patriots defense. A lot of overthrows. Wow. I mean. You see his mom in the booth? Just fucking like, oh, God, we're doing this again. I heard. Yeah, um, Jim Gray was uh, rubbing her up. <laughs> Jim Gray was giving the old, the old yeah. fucking uh, cop a feel in the booth right there with Tommy Sr. Tommy Sr. said, I'll allow it. I know Oprah. Tom knows Oprah. <laughs> Uh, I thought the defense was excellent. I thought it was a Belichick night. I thought Brady not, I thought he came into that game overthrowing people and jacked out his mind. But even in throughout the entire game, I thought he looked um, confused, frazzled, bewildered, whatever you want to call it. He certainly was not uh, JC Jackson quarterback one B not one a <laughs> we'll give him, give him one B. he's had a good year he, i thought he did real well in mike evans last I thought night he played really well. and he got pussy. under his skin he got under his skin and he knew how to do it real fast and it was they, awesome. they attacked uh jonathan jones and then bethel late in that game which set up that was oh, that, that when he woke up Man, let's get into that in a little bit because that that um a uh, little series there with the Bethel coming in Patriots having to use a timeout couple shots at jonathan jones with the knee injury that was an important series um that left the door open for the Patriots and uh, they couldn't sucks that burned the timeout though. You know what I mean? Cause then, you know, that, All right, that... let's fucking get into it. I'm not mad at that timeout. If you watched, if you watch that series of uh, that progression that goes down um, the third down before it, or the second down before it, Jonathan Jones hurts his knee has to come out of the game. Bethel comes in. It's third and six. They go right at Bethel Antonio Brown, easy first down one or two plays later, two plays later. Cause they, yeah, they he got the hurt in the shot. end zone. They took the first shot with Antonio Brown with Jones in coverage Which and Jones um, tweaked his knee again. So yeah, that was limping. second down. Yep. He's limping yep. back to the, to the huddle after the first throw into the end zone against Antonio Brown. And he's calling to the sideline. I need a sub. I need a sub. They're, they're uh, trying to figure out their packages. And can we give Belichick who had a good night 
Can we yeah, give him the benefit of the yeah. doubt? He goes, I just watched Bethel get fucking smoked on third down. Call timeout. Save. Let's let's save the game on this one play. Can we can we do this? Can we not yeah, give I mean, up a it, first down and end the game with uh, Justin Bethel in coverage? Let Jonathan Jones collect his wits, put him back out there after the timeout. Can we can we alleviate a little bit of room for that as a as a thought process, or is it just they fucked up? Which is which may be the case because they fucked up earlier in the game with twelve men on the field and ten men on the field the week before. So I don't think they fucked for both. I don't think they fucked up. I was more like, it sucks that you had to burn the timeout. I mean, you wanted Jonathan Jones in there. Yeah. You're going to look at the stats. He gave up a lot of yards, but it was Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown's have a very good year to start. You know, he missed the game too, but look at game one, I believe he had two touchdowns. And then last night he had a really good game, a couple of real nice catches. So of course, Jonathan Jones of your slot corner, you don't want him out there. And again, everybody knew it. As soon as he was out, you're going against Bethel. And everybody credit to, credit to Jonathan Jones, who was not a slot corner. He was basically matched up with Antonio Brown the whole night. I and thought he that, did a good job because you didn't I hear a lot did. of, I thought the whole secondary good. Oh yeah. Good Chris job. Godwin and Mike Evans. I think you held Mike Evans under 80 yards, which was nice. And then Antonio Chris Brown Godwin. had that one uh, over the shoulder catch that, you know, he got faked out. That was the best shoulder. Yeah. 40 yards. He can't defend that. And they love that play, that overload play where they overload the hole out and just put Antonio Brown one-on-one on the outside. They tried to burn the Patriots, I don't know, half a dozen times on that last night. Should have had that touchdown to basically seal the game, but that's a tough catch. Jonathan Jones was there. So credit to the defense, man. Credit to the defense. Yeah, that that should have been a touchdown. It should have been, but I don't know if Jonathan Jones tipped it. But his 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 hand was right there. Let's say he did. Well, it looks this hand was definitely in front of his face. So I mean, what did I say? What did I just say, Bill? Hold on, I still think you got both hands on the ball. Gotta catch it. Gotta catch it. Can Uh, I ask you a question real quick? Is it dumb? No, Matthew Judon was that the best signing the Patriots have had in a long? God, that's dumb, Bray. I Bill interrupted me on the little rundown I had here. You've seen. Yeah, but you weren't mean to him. You now you're gonna be mean to me. Is it because of my? You've been an asshole these couple days to me, and I don't like it, and I'm a little bit frazzled. Uh, Because I also want to get into the field goal, the 56 yard field goal and driving rain. Pray with me. I mean, uh, spoiler, dumb fucking decision. Uh, And then the sloppiness, the turnovers, the penalties. Again, uh, four weeks into the season, I haven't seen a, a move in the right direction there. And I, I, again, six rushes by your running, six touches by your running backs for a total minus a yard. Uh, the one of the worst, if not the worst, performance. Brady outrushed them. Patriots team. That's pretty bad. All right, let's start with Mac Jones. Ray, I'll throw it over to you. Your opening take. And before I do that, let me give you my opinion on your opening take. I agree with you. Great game. Total control of the offense looks very comfortable and no huddle spread. He was calling it out. He was calling the Jordans like it looked like Brady on, on all the signals. Linda, the Linda, 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 the Superman. Uh, shout out to fucking Cam stands. They gave us they gave us signal. That uh, was pissed me off. That I'm surprised like, oh, that's that was shout out to Cam Newton. <laughs> fuck you. I'm surprised Fuck that wasn't a run man. pass option with a fumble. But yeah. it, it, regardless, if you know, he looked good. He looked good. Yeah. His stats are good. 31 of 40 for 77 and a half percent completions and not just seven yard, six yard dinks. He was, he was throwing the ball around 275, 275 yards, yards, 
two touchdowns look better in the red zone. Mostly uh, had that one pick, which by the way, Aguilar make a play for your boy. He should, he should have had that. That had, that fucking hit him right in the hands. And hey, he kept if, it up. Can, if you can touch it, you can catch it. I that. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Raymond, uh, Mac Jones, the future in your text said the future of the Patriots. They're good for the next 10 years. Just falling right into that fucking honey trap with the rest of you morons in new England. Hey, boo boo. I'm not too far away from you. The kid looks good, and it should only be up from here for a while. So go ahead. No, the biggest stage of his young NFL career, and he came out and he outshined the GOAT. He played better than Tom Brady last night. He took the pressure, and he sat in that pocket, and he got fucking hit time after time after time. And even Bill texted us last night saying he looked scared. He might have looked scared, but he was still sitting in that fucking pocket and getting fucking nailed time after time. And he finally, the Buccaneers... We're like, oh, shit, this isn't phasing him, so they stopped blitzing him all the time. So that was a big step in the right direction. That was a show of respect from the Bucks. But, yeah, this kid it looks like the real deal. He looks like – I haven't been this jazzed up for a game since about 2018 when the Patriots made that run for the Super Bowl. Like, it, I haven't had that feeling in a long time. And now, yeah. like, after watching that game last night, the feeling came back. You were fucking – I was kneeling watching my phone because I had, I was getting yelled at by my wife because I was too loud. So I was watching on my phone with my iPod, my AirPods on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time whoa, to fight. Whoa. She made you watch it on the phone? Oh, yeah. You Why better go, go out for cigarettes basement? now. You have a TV in the basement. I, I was It was too loud. She said I was screaming too loud. So she said, just put your headphones on and please just be quiet. So. Are you for fucking real? Yeah. Let's not get into that. We can after show tune in for that for marriage counseling and civil mind boys. Jesus, cigarettes, Ray. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, I lost my fucking. Oh, the blitzing and Mac Jones and getting hit. I don't think they stopped blitzing because he was getting up after the hits. I think they stopped blitzing because he finally learned how to beat. Yeah, it. he was beating it. No, he that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was yeah, checking he down. It. He was hitting deep throws, but uh, he did look scared because I thought his. Um, interception throw as much as it, I thought it was a decent throw hit Aguilar in hands. He kind of bailed out on, he threw it on his back foot and that, that uh, comebacker to Nelson Aguilar that almost got picked was Ooh, kind of on his picked, Yeah. Well, that was more on Nelson Aguilar, but you saw him kind of throw it off his back foot. Aguilar stopped instead of coming back to the ball more. I mean, that's what Brady used to talk about in that offense all the time. That's why Chris Hogan fell out of favor. He stopped coming back to the ball and he just sat there and that was pick six. That could have been game over at an angle, right? That's, that's at Brady's it. big thing. It's like the hook. You run straight and you come back at an angle. You cut off the angle for the defensive back. Yeah. I'll just say this in Mac Jones defense. The guy got hit. Yeah, no, I'm. That's a perfect seventy percent of, and not that. And let's just let's just we don't know this, but let's say he's bailing out of his throws. First of all, he's still accurate. He's throwing for almost eighty fucking percent. Second of all, we've seen Brady bail out of those throws for the last call it fifteen years. He learned how to he learned how to take a hit when when throwing the ball. If Mac Jones knows that at 23 years old that I'm going to get fucking crushed here, so let me lean back a slight bit. If I can still get the ball to my guy, he's not taking the brunt on his shoulder or collarbone or wherever else. He's learning how to take hits in the NFL or he's already learned it in the SEC, whatever. I Allow me to be on the homer side here and just look at it as a positive. You know, yeah. If he has a clean pocket, it, it doesn't look like he's got Peyton Manning happy feet. He's driving. No, and he's not he's making bad. He's not making a lot of bad throws when he's in the pocket. You know, again, it's not a bad thing. He's not. He's just rushed a couple. But again, yeah. you got a, you got a guy up the middle. He's trying to get it and get. Yeah, if he can learn, how, you know, Brady's always preached that. I learned to follow my left shoulder. I right. I learned to spin my body around so I can follow my left shoulder because I throw with my right. You know what I mean? But as far as Mac Jones, yeah, dude, thirty-one of forty. I mean, that's got pretty goddamn 
impressive no matter who you are. Let in a row. 20, let alone for a rookie. You know, he matched Brady's career long for the Patriots at 20. I mean, he and those were real throws. Those weren't check down throws. I mean, he was making he was making throws down the field. I mean, Nelson Aguilar had a couple down the field, and Jacoby Myers had a, that toe tapper down the sideline, which was disgusting. I thought, you know, you look at his, his the command of the line of scrimmage from Mac was incredible. You saw you know, second, third, fourth, fourth reads on almost every option that he had. He was calling the plays at the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's what you want to see as a rookie. You can't, it's hard to teach these young guys progressions. And you saw it every time he was dropping back the pass. Hunter Henry's touchdowns, one of them, right? I mean, he looked all around the field, saw Hunter Henry sitting down low, caught it, boom, touchdown. Same thing, check at the line with John o. Smith, saw him right away, touchdown for his second one. I mean, the, just the command that he had. Compared last week against New Orleans, it was huge jumps in game four. I mean, and on the biggest stage of his, I would say what you want him in the national championship game, but I mean, biggest stage of his NFL career for sure. And again, going against the, all the hype like that. I mean, I didn't expect it. I picked him to lose 45 to 10, you know, and I did not expect fucking Mac to look like that. I mean, he looked like the quarterback that we need him to look like going forward. And he looked like, I don't want to compare him to young Tom Brady, but he's, he's running that offense the way Brady was his first couple of years in the league. You know, I don't say he's going to be Tom Brady, but just the command of the offense, it's encouraging to see at the same age. Brady was 24 when he, he took over as starting quarterback of Patriots. Mac Jones is 23 years old, and they both have the same command at the respective ages, and Mac's younger at the time. I mean, that's that's a huge going forward. And Brady had a year in the system. Remember that, too. People will say Mac Jones had it, too, in the SEC, basically ran a similar system down in Alabama. But, yeah, it's 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 wildly wildly encouraging to see the success of Mac Jones and how poised he is. And that 31 for 40 is understated too, because they didn't even try to run the ball after the first quarter. Couldn't. So ears were tucked back by the Bucks, who have a great front seven. Your offensive line is dog shit. You got no help. Uh, you know, your receivers are fucking mediocre at best. Your tight ends have been useless except for in the red zone this game. And still Mac Jones is out there, you know, making the right calls and making the right plays and getting it out within three seconds. Like, yeah, you have the ball around too. That's huge. Seven for seven, six different receivers on that first touchdown drive. And that play, I I, I don't know if I put in the email or texted you guys, but that play to Hunter Henry is a, you just mentioned it, Bill, but a major progression from the first three weeks in the red zone. We saw it. uh, I mentioned, I think it was the Miami game where he threw a quick out to Kendrick Bourne, bad throw. And he had a, guys open and Greg Bedard is one of the guys that have been pointing out he's got the guys open or at least somewhat open in the red zone in the end zone that he hasn't thrown to he made his three reads maybe four reads that in that Hunter Henry play and stepped up in the pocket and was looking to get a touchdown not just get the ball out that's a good progression for four fucking games in the NFL and you said he checked it at the line with that Jonah Smith are you sure that wasn't a call yeah that's probably sure a call that. I was just going on I was just spewing good things Holy rambles that's all right we'll call it a check <laughs> Uh, let me quickly touch on this. The Hunter Henry, is he making strides? Yeah, I think so. The, remember, he missed a lot of training camp, right? So, I mean, he missed a lot of time where, you know, you got to thing, didn't he? He was injured the whole time at training camp. Yeah, he missed all three games. So, I mean, this is game four. This is what you kind of want to see. You've seen Gronk. He sat out four games one year. So, oh, 13 or 14, I think one of the years after they won a Super Bowl in between, he sat out four games and then came back and they kind of, um, slowed him in, but you're seeing Hunter Henry and it's like the, the connection with Mac. That's the one thing that you couldn't develop when he was neighbor. 
Yeah, that's what the big thing. Now you got to see that connection. So, I mean, it's yeah. good. This is what you paid big money for. I'd, I'd still like to see more. I'd like to see some fucking, uh, you know, seam routes with these two tight ends instead of these uh, wide uh, tight end screen passes. But, I mean, uh, hopefully that's coming. But it, it's good if to see at least them f- both get into the end zone. Yeah. More than three seconds of protection, you might see a seam route. But before <laughs> yeah. that, I think it's going to be a lot of screen passes. Um, Brady looked bad. We talked about it in the open. Um, you know, he, he Bradyed it. And the final possessions of the game. Three Thank you, Kyle straight, Van Noy. Two, big, big penalty. Pass interference on Kyle Van Noy. Justifiable yeah. call, too. He fucking Terrible fucking him. play by Van Noy, too. That's yep. Leonard Fournette. You ever watch that guy catch a ball? That thing was about to bounce off that guy's chest into McCordy's hands for a pick six. And he it's tackles like, him. He tackled him. Uh, and then he's like, I didn't make a fucking... Uh, it's like, shut yeah, up. Yeah, that was a bad play Matthew, by... Matthew Slater. Thanks a lot. He got beat, and then he tackled him. Instinctually, you know, you can't blame him. But that was Brady being Brady. Um, drove him down. Get, didn't get in the end zone, but enough possessions to win the game. However, I, like we mentioned at the top, I think the defense was good. I think the defense was good. I didn't put this in the email, but let me ask you, was this Bill Belichick on the headset calling these plays? And Steve I think he had a lot of input is getting a lot of credit here. And normally he's the play caller. Ray's was, doing the, Ray's doing the awesome. thing. That was fucking Steve awesome. Belichick was fucking licking bath salts. He's probably on fucking Molly. Irene's <laughs> <That's> cotton mouth. <laughs> on fucking camera. But didn't it seem didn't it seem like a classic Bill Belichick or uh um shit, sorry, who who's uh, head coach in Miami? Uh Brian Flores. Brian Flores, when he was here, he used to call games like this. Just a real good feel for the game, understanding when to call what, mixing it up. Um, it felt like Belichick was pretty heavy on this on the headset last night, but they also had a good game plan going in. So I just want to give credit to the defense. Yeah, you confuse Brady at the line. You know, they would show one thing and then they'd go drop and do something else. And Brady had to make the decisions on the fly, which I mean, it's Brady. I'm sure it's natural for him, but I mean, Belichick was just throwing like wrenches at him and making state being like, all right, you're gonna have to beat us, you know. Bill, we, we've seen it before. Patricia, remember that game? Uh, Patricia's first year in Detroit. They got fucking smoked in Detroit, and Brady had a terrible game. We've seen it before. People, you know, if you have the personnel and you can kind of, I don't know, I put a lot on Brady's mental state that he wasn't ready to play this game. Um, and I give, I don't know, 50 50, 60 40, wherever you want the split to be Belichick Brady here. But Belichick won that matchup, and he knew what to throw at him, he knew what to do. Uh, little zone man split, whatever they were doing, it, it was good. And uh, obviously, Judon showed up gigantic. He had probably MVP welcome to the game. Patriots. You know, he yeah. was all over Brady. Big sack too. I mean, he was constant pressure. You know, he got him to scramble out too. Remember his six yard first down run was because Matthew, Matthew Judon. I mean, you saw it. What a one pass to or uh, screenplay. He was at Brady. Game back. He came back and made the tackle. It was great for him. But yeah, I give a lot of credit to Belichick too because remember he was only running uh, rushing four guys. You know, the rare couple of times they blitzed them, you know. So, I mean, it was really just at one point they said the dime or quarters defense where they literally had seven defensive backs on the field on a third down. It was the old Peyton Manning thing. They were daring, daring them to just run. And and then Tom Brady sat back and threw 40 passes. It was it was interesting to see, honestly, Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady throwing into the end zone around two minutes, needing oh. only needing only needing a field goal and two like That's I his get ego. You, I get you had a one-on-one match, but you, I mean, I don't know if it's him thinking you need a touchdown to win this game, but you, you know, you're going to trust your defense out there against a rookie quarterback. Right. So there were some questionable things. I don't know if it was what 
you know, uh, Bill gave him, but I think that was that was the fucking game plan. Yeah, that was Brady's he, ego. That was Brady's ego, and Bruce Arians being a boob of a head coach, being like, "Yeah, go ahead, throw it on this down, try to score it in the end zone," even though they just needed to milk the clock and kick a field goal. That's all they needed to do. That is called why. Bill can I Belichick ask you a question before you go, go, Rich? If you if I if I told you you have um, Tom Brady threw forty times and he won, what what do you think the score would be? Oh, 30, he's scoring yeah, in the thirties. Yeah. 30. 19 points. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's bill that he knows, you know, well, this, Brady's that, good, that, that, that scenario that you just painted bill is Belichick's biggest, uh, check, check Mark in the, uh, coach and Brady situation. Cause if Brady was the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, all, all these years of the end of the career, like he wanted to be, he'd be out there throwing the ball 70 times a fucking game because you're the competitor. You're on the field. You don't have the same, uh, you know, a balanced thought process of someone watching it from a different third-party perspective. That's why coaches coach and players play, Tom. That's why coaches coach and players play. And the more you watch this Bucks team, it's more of a fucking miracle they won that Super Bowl just on just on Brady's will. They won that Super Bowl. And now you hear you have Arians after the game basically bitching that no one talks about him all week. Oh fuck you, dude. Like, I heard that on the radio. That this fucking morning. ship is going down. No pun intended, Buccaneers, pun intended. That ship like we met I I I don't know if we mentioned it this show or a couple shows ago. Or maybe I wrote it in the blog. The egos in the NFL are not they're clashing fucking Titans everywhere. And the fact that Belichick and Brady made it work for 20 years is amazing. And the fact that Belichick went in and had a 23 minute conversation with Tom after that game tells in you the visiting locker room in the visiting me. locker room after a year, uh, after a week of sending uh, compliments back and forth after a year of sending uh, you know, veiled shots back and forth just shows to tell like they respect each other. They know what they're worth to each other. They also fucking hated each other at one point in time. Welcome to a relationship. Ray has to watch Sunday Night Football on his fucking cell phone. Welcome to a multi-decade relationship, people. And Brady just wanted, didn't want to do it anymore. And I think he, I think there's a piece of him that regrets it. And I think we saw that Sunday night. Well, he was, yep. he took in the crowd, the way that he had that final interview with Michelle, the way that he uh, addressed the Boston media afterwards, the, and just the way that he was talking was like, fuck, man. I miss yeah, this. They do it right here. I, I now I, I remember what it's like here. It's business. It's football. This is what I love. I gotta go back with these fucking jamokes and try to keep them all in line for another season. And I want to play to them 50. Fuck me, man. This ain't going to work. <laughs> no. And I mean, he just chose the better place to win, yeah. which was, which was Tampa. It was good for him, but I think a little bit, you saw the leading up to it. You know, there was, he was crying throughout the week. He was, you could see like in the press conference when they asked him if he was sick, he was just mentally worn down from, I think the hype, I think this was the one, one thing that, that finally broke him, you know, Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. He didn't, you know, maybe in 07, the hype might've got to him, but I thought for, for real, like, this is like, holy shit. Like the moment you saw it again, he stood on the field. He spent a lot of time on the field and then just the conversation with bill, you know, and, and even I thought it was good on Tom to go out of his way to say, this isn't how it went down. This, you know what I mean? It was just like kind of bad, you know, defuting a lot of shit that Wickersham was was saying about how the way I thought that was good for him to publicly acknowledge that. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to get the real story. Wickersham has been pretty 
true on a lot of stuff, but it's good to see something like that. And again, to your point, Rich, it's over. You know, that was it. That was it for the career for Brady. I think that was one of his his last achievements leaving. He just wanted to beat the Patriots. He's beat every team now. It's it's good good on him, but the hype is real. Stop the who won who won this, who won that, you know, it's over. Let it go. He got the Super Bowl. He got the win, whatever the Brady lovers could say it was all Brady. Belichick lovers will all say it's Belichick, whatever. Just let it go. Water under the bridge. Now it's over. No more hype. Just let it go. Let the career go one way. Patriots go the other. Boom. When it eventually, when it comes back for him to retire, bring it back up then, but that's it. No more of this shit. Yeah. I mean, I think Ray Belichick's legacy is still on the line. You know, if he goes, if he has a six win team this year and can't get in the playoffs without Tom or something, you know, that's going to reflect on him. But the immediate Brady versus Belichick media war that we've seen for the past 18 months, I think it's done. And how fucking dumb is Seth Wickersham and whatever Should've put that book out to this release week. that thing after this game? Yeah, I mean, maybe they out. thought that it would be, you know, blood, blood uh, spilled in Foxborough and people would want more of it. But that's a risk that I don't think is going to pay off. Like, I don't care. For, I don't really give a shit about the Seth Wickersham book now. I know well, what the fuck. We know what happened. They, we just, we just, we lived it. For you. <laughs> we live it every day. Anyone who's every married day. knows what fucking happened. It's mm-hmm. sick of each other. Ray watches fucking Sunday Night Football, the biggest regular season game potentially ever on his cell phone with headphones on. <laughs> so, and yelling mutely at the fucking wall into a pillow. You uh, sound like I, a homeless man. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it sometimes. <laughs> That's right. At least you get white birch, bro. I got plenty of cigarettes over here if you ever want to, you know, go on a run. <laughs> Tough choice. Can't say that, stupid. Now she knows where I'm going to go. She don't listen. Uh, sure. A couple last quick points here in the Patriots before we move on to the Red Sox clinching the wild card division and celebrating with champagne. Um, did I say wild card division, wild card game? Um, let's talk about the field goal real quickly. Are we all in an agreement or, Bill, do you want to uh, – disagree with us here that not going for it there was a chicken shit move or just a, the wrong move honestly i'm kind of on the fence about it i think it's like a damn if you do damn if you don't think i i thought do you need rich if, to say what his point is real quick no Were let you, me finish i think at 56 yarders i don't i i don't really want to trust um Nick Folk in that situation where the, the way they're kind of moving the ball up and down the field. We've you know all I mean? heard the stat of Nick Folk and 56 yarders. And his, his career, planting right? leg was hurt too, right? You didn't know. Yeah, you know, know I, 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 I kind of want to trust my quarterback was a 4.0 GPA. Uh, GPA in, <laughs> in, you, in, college, in college. No, but I By think the way, Nick Folk, one other kick beyond 56 yards 10 years ago in, or in Denver, years ago Dallas, in mile high. Yeah, Denver. for Dallas. Right? Yeah, but it was for Dallas, right? So, anyways, oh, either way, whatever it was in. Either way, but no, of course you. Know I, w- I would rather put my trust in Mac. There, I mean, he had that play. It was just batted down at the line. You could probably run it again, and you probably would have had it. You needed three yards again. If you were a 47, 48 yard field goal, and it's fourth and three, I'm taking the three points. I just think 56 yards right there is too far for Nick Falcon. Good on him. He almost made it. You know, I would have, I would have taken back everything I said if he fucking made it. But it was a tough night, to tough night to fucking kick there, especially long distance where, up until last year, you weren't trusting Nick Folk for anything longer than forty yards. Granted, us in Philadelphia holding hands is pure exam- prime example of why. So I mean, for that's where point. I question it for an extra point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's there's twofold, uh, threefold why you don't kick this. Number one is Nick Folk can't make it. You're right. Good on him. He almost six inches, almost, almost put that fucker in the guys on the heater. 
Good for him. Love. We love Nick Folk. Okay. Second reason. Mac Jones has completed 78% of his fucking passes tonight. You're chewing up that secondary. To your point, you had Jacoby Myers for a 20-yard sprint uh, foot race to the end zone on that play before. They got batted down. Run the same fucking play. Have some balls. Third is you, if you make it, you give much time for Brady. seconds and Tom Brady with two timeouts to go get a field goal. He just went up and down the field and you two times in a row. That That's not fourth. Belichick is not coaching this team to win right now. He's coaching this team to develop and it's biting him in the ass. We've seen it time and time. And they, the training wheels are still on Mac Jones in the, in the most crucial moments. And that last trip down to the red zone where he almost threw that pick six to uh, uh, Devin white. Was it who almost? Uh, yeah, I think it was Devin white. That was bad, bad decision by Mac night. Jones for sure. But McDaniels cut the fucking field in half. That's a cardinal sin. We make fun of teams for doing that all the time. You don't roll out in the goddamn red zone. And you he had Hunter Henry wide open. Maybe I haven't seen the back end of that. There might've been I a safety on the other side of the end zone. And then this, the next play, you run a fucking screenplay at the 10-yard line to Brandon Bolden. God love him. Got a couple first downs for you. But the most vanilla running back that this team has seen in a long time. And a screen, play, screen pass at the 10-yard line? Come on. You got to so, let him throw there. That's the biggest problem we've had with Mac. He's not throwing in the end zone. Why is he not throwing he there? Not, is this not the game he's proven it to you that you can spread the field at the 10? They used to go five wide at the two with Brady and let him fucking pick it apart. I get Mac Jones is not Brady, but if last night was not a game to pr- that he proved that he can make the right decisions and you can live and die with that, then what is? And you're going to you're gonna go on a 56-yarder in the driving rain by a, a 30-something-year-old kicker who hasn't done in 12 years? That with the boost of my eye, come on, that's a fucking bad call, Belichick. That's a you, 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 you cost them the game. You cost them the game because a missed field goal is the same as an incompletion or or anything else that doesn't get your first down there. Well, so let's let's throw some shade call. on Matthew Slater too. Comes down, causes a fumble, and, and ran thirty yards out of bounds and came back in and caused a fumble. They re kick. March down, they scored. That was their first touchdown drive. Was the re kick after that bat after that play? That's a big play right there. JJ Taylor, bad fumble. You know that guy put a helmet right on his arm. So I'll give him. A, you know that's a pretty. I don't think Bill's going to fall to crown to the football is usually a. I don't think Bill's going to fall to. I think that's a good fumbling like crazy. Yeah. It was like a Bill's not going to yell at him for. A while. It's one of the hey that thing happens, but man, I probably wouldn't. That's a helmet on the fucking wrist, you know. But that's still just momentum killers. But I think the Matthew Slater one was huge. Huge, because then you get the you get the ball at the thirty yard line going the other way. That's a huge that's a huge turning point in that game. Because again, they got the ball back directly, touchdown. Well, yeah, the 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 Slater one is tough. That's a sometimes they call that, sometimes they don't. The officiating was iffy, wishy washy. It was bad game. last night again. Both ways, Patriots probably benefit a little bit more on some PI calls there. Certainly the Hunter Henry one on the last drive. But what was that fumble one too by uh, Jacoby Jacoby Myers? Kobe Myers. Uh, I, oh, thought that that was, really I thought that was I thought that was a I thought that was a fumble and they and they called it back. You know, so it was a fumble. He fucking took the ball out of his hands while he had him up in the air. No, he tucked it. He, and had, made a he move. had two feet down. He looked yeah. like he was tucking. Whatever. That one's close, but um, yeah. So the mistakes continue to haunt this team, and the Matthew Slater one would have put them in really good position. I forget exactly what the scenario was, but they had obviously just scored. I think their second touchdown was that the John o. Smith mm-hmm. touchdown. Yeah, because I think they marched right down and got the um, Ronald Jones touchdown and took the lead again. Right. 
and but but the JJ Taylor one, I believe they had scored uh, and stopped them. I think that was the Hunter Henry touchdown, and then they went three and out with Brady got the ball, and then that would have been back to back scores, uh, either a field goal or a touchdown, put you up by uh, you know six or seven points there. So backbreakers, absolute backbreakers for a team that has not a lot of margin of victory, which leads me to, and let's do this quickly here, uh, moving forward with the Patriots. Here's, here's a conclusion I came to today. If Mac Jones in this offense can figure out how to score one more touchdown, then they can make the playoffs. Then they can make the playoffs. They have to score. They have to figure out how to score one more touchdown. Either don't kick a field goal or don't fumble it away in the fucking red zone. Clean some of that shit up and get one more touchdown and average around 21 to 24 points. And you can make the playoffs. You should be two and two, three and one, three and one right now. Honestly, you could very well could have been four and zero if you weren't too sloppy football. Truthfully, Bill, if not for a JJ Taylor fumble and a um, fifty-six yard missed missed field goal, um, Damian Harris fumble, you should be three and one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you could be three and one. Very realistically, you could be three and one. So uh, let me just run through this schedule here because I did it today, and. I think that you're on the verge of 10 wins realistically, 11 wins if you get good or get lucky. I don't know if that's good enough for the for the uh for the playoffs. We don't have time to go through the rest of the league right now, but let's just do a week 4 uh what was once a quarter of the season through the through the year um reevaluation of the schedule here and what we think is going to happen. So, next up you got the Texans. Win. Win. <laughs> Win. After that, Cowboys loss. That be- loss. Is it? It's in New England. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to that one too. Oh, who cares? You're going to be uh, 0 and 4 at home by that point. Yeah. After that, Jets win. 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 Okay, here's the next three. If you want 11 wins, you got to get two of these. If you want 10 wins, you need one. So tell me where you think we're going to land here. So after the Jets, you have uh, the Chargers in LA, the Panthers in Carolina, and oh, the Browns. Go- we're going to that game. Panthers. The Browns, the Browns at home. Can you win th- two out of three of those? Yeah, yes. I think Panthers and Browns are very winnable games. I think the Chargers is the only you iffy one there. Locked Herbert's life up last year, by the way. I think yeah, he can win all three bad, of those. They're, they're a better team right now. They but are. Especially they are. on the road. Char- Chargers were here. Now you're going out to LA. So that's a big game, but I, they, they're very well good. Good win three. I think Chargers. I think Chargers, Chargers and Panthers. Don't Panthers do this. Have one Don't of the do best. this. No. We had them winning 13 fucking games this season. Don't do this. Give me one or two. I say two. Two. Two out of the three. I think they win. I'm gonna go. Uh, nope. We I'm already go two. you. I'm gonna go Panthers yeah, and Browns. I'm gonna yeah. go Panthers and Browns because I don't trust the Browns. I don't trust Baker Mayfield, and me I don't either. trust Sam Darnold against this defense. Uh, and I think by that time, and uh, one, two, three, four. Five and six weeks from now, Mac Jones should continue that linear progression. Give me those touchdowns I'm asking for. Are you marking this down? Yes, Sam sir. Aaron Ray? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, after that, Falcons. Oh, win. God. Yeah, win. Okay. Here's the next four. Two of them include the Bills, which I say you need a split to get to that 10 or 11 wins. Do you agree they can split with the Bills? Yes. No. I'm going to say yes, because you pushed them to the brink, if not for a Cam Newton fumble. Suck it, Bill. I think that Bill Game Belichick one, has though, a little that, yeah. bit of Josh yeah. Allen's number, and uh, the Bills better are defense. Better defense this year too. It is, 
but the Bills are streaky. The Bills and are streaky. Gilmore will be back. Go ahead. Good call. Uh, the other games in this four grouping are the Titans and the Colts. Win and win. I think you can win both of those games, but it depends on you know how your run defense is doing. Because oh, Derrick Henry's going to go for four hundred fifty yards. I got him losing to the Titans, um, losing to the Bills in Buffalo, beating the Colts, and then beating the Bills in New England. I have them beating the Colts and Titans and losing both to the Bills. So we're both. Okay. So both either the way, same. we've got two wins out of that four grouping. And then the last two games are Jaguars, Dolphins, win-win. Win-win. That's 11 right there. Yeah. Very doable. That's 11 and six on the season. Um, I think you'll be in a tight race for the wild card spot. I don't know if six. 11 wins will get you in, but if you miss the playoffs and have 11 wins, I mean, in Mac Jones's first year, because right now he's looking like he could potentially be the uh, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. I'll take that. You know, it's a deep AFC. You know, there's a lot of decent teams, and especially out there out west now with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. Chiefs won this weekend, and then the Raiders, Chargers tonight as we record this. So, I mean, the, the, the AFC is pretty pretty deep now. So, 11 wins, I'll take it. If you don't make the playoffs, it's still a win, in my my opinion, after what we here's saw last I, year. Here's why I won't, because are we all in agreement that 12 wins pretty much gets you into the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Pissed away Miami in week one. Although that AFC North, everybody said, as everyone said, it's just week one. A lot of season left in the, a lot of games left in the season. Don't freak out. You fumbled the fucking game away at the five yard line against the division opponent, who we're now we're seeing sucks. If that costs you the playoffs, yeah, that's a second guess. Failed season, yeah, yeah, it's a failed season, in my opinion. Take that. Uh, All right, we ran late, so stick around uh, for some oh, dark thirty baseball. Probably the last one. (laughs) <laughs> but no, we'll have to do a recap of the oh, season. Oh, God we'll have to do it. a Heim Bloom fucking celebration dance if they lose on uh, tonight as we release this. But th- uh, until then, this has been the Simple Mind Sports Show. Fat Tuesday weekend roundup, October 5th. Suck it, Ray. We'll see you in the after show for some old dark dirty baseball talk. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sit this one out there, Ray. Uh, Ray, if you want to let him kick us, in, if you want to watch us on your uh, iPhone with your headphones, that'd be fine. Hey, Ray, Kelly just texted me and told me you're being too loud down there. So if you could turn down the volume of your mic yeah, and you whisper shush, now, shush, shush, what do they call them? ASMs? Is that what they call when they're whispering? I don't know what a fucking ASM is. Is, is this an ATM situation for me where I'm just I, honest to God? I have no idea what it is either. But all I, I know is I, th- I thought they just whisper into the mic. I've yeah, just do. been going casual with is, conversations yeah. that I've been a part of. Of a, like ASM, it's funny. Say, like, yeah, it's very really funny. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They just talk right. real slowly into the mic and go cantaloupe, and it gets oh, that's people fun. off. I guess. Rich, let's talk baseball. That's fucking stupid. That's bad. Uh, yeah, let's talk. That's about what people that... get off on nowadays. I don't fucking you know, know. You know what people get off on with Viagra? Baseball. Baseball. I thought you were gonna say uh, no. Red Sox clinched the wild card. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this for the MLB in baseball. If they could shrink their season down to like the last three days of every season, it'd be fucking fantastic. Great, right? I mean, at one point you had a four-way tie. They were talking about a four-way tie, and then the Yankees were get got to pick who they wanted Irene to play. And I have been talking about a four-way for a long time. Yeah, that's all hands on dicks on Tuesdays. 
Oh, fuck you. Don't take our fucking hands on dicks. Stack them up, all hands on dicks. Not just the AL, the NL, too. You got the Dar- Dodgers and Cardinals battling it out to get into the playoffs, two of the most franchise. I just want 106 games. They should be in the playoffs immediately, and it's a fucking – it's so crazy to be in the same division with the fucking uh, Giants who won, what, 108? That's yeah, ins- that's in incredible. Padres billion dollar uh, lineup got them uh, 70, 80 wins, 81 wins. Yeah, and they're they're on the golf course. That's where it got them. Uh, but let's stick with the Red Sox here. Let's stick with uh, AL East baseball. Um, actually, let's set the scene a little bit before we get into every, Obviously, everyone knows the Red Sox have clinched. Uh, they're playing tonight. Uh, Devers with the two run home run in the ninth after it looked like Garrett Richards and his pumpkin ass had uh, given up um the game giving up the game and you were gonna look be staring the blue jays dead in the eye just for a chance to play in this wild card game that's how close it was because the blue jays trounced who they play uh the Orioles. Orioles. yeah 12 to 2 or 11 to 1 or something like that um seattle got down early that was pretty much over by the sixth or the fifth and ever did anyone see do you see any of the reactions from seattle oh Ooh, yeah the fucking bl- ball in their eyes out like Mitch Haniger had a Mitch Haniger took what the he had a big hit in that game too and, and the announcer was went crazy. I mean, thankfully the Red Sox had all the tiebreakers, so they basically controlled their own fate, which was nice. But still, it was. I'm gonna say this: Seattle baseball and Seattle fans, as much as shit as we give the 12th fan in in, uh, in Seahawks, but even Ray, their soccer team, what are they? The uh, Sounders. Sounders. They have. Awesome. Die hard fans. Yeah. Seattle has awesome fans. And that Mariners team has been good basically since Griffey. They're the longest running team to not make the playoffs. It's been like 20 years. They have amazing fans, and I feel bad for them, but fuck them. Uh it's but fuck them. It's the Red Sox Yankees after a clinching game against the Nats. Chris Sale, two and a third. I didn't watch the game because I'm blacked out down here in DC. They didn't let me watch the game. Did they stupid? It's very stupid. Did they pull him because of what he looked like, or did they, were they trying to save him for a wild card game? They pulled him because it's the playoffs and he wasn't looking awesome. Two and a third. I mean, he wasn't. He had a, he left with I think two guys on base, and and it's just Cora trying to play the matchup of you know you're in a must win game. It's you're probably going to see the game again tonight as we re- re- release this with Avaldi. You know, two three innings, and then you're going to pull these guys if they're getting in trouble. You have to win this game. You had to beat Washington. You wanted to get that home game. Yeah, you're not. I don't think you're going to try to save him. You know, it's, it's one thing if you he's not coming off Tommy John surgery. It's another thing if he's you know pitching a day and a half later. You you might, but I I don't see it. I don't think he's worth saving for an inning, right? When you you know what well, I'm saying. You don't save him in that. It has to. They they must have been playing the um the matchups and just didn't think that he he was up to snuff because you don't you don't save anybody for an for the next game that's not guaranteed. Right. Let them go as long as they possibly can. Ivaldi threw nine innings in relief in a five and a half, six and a half hour game in the 2018 World Series. You don't you don't save anybody for that. So, and I don't think Alex Cora is dumb enough, and they're dumb enough to do that. I just uh, had to ask the question because they pissed me off so badly. But uh, good thing we're talking football after this, so that works, huh? Yeah, I I lost. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought where I was going to fucking go with that. Damn it. Um, anyway, Garrett Richards comes in, um, gives up three earned pumpkin. Sorry, Ray, your boy. You liked him in the bullpen. You thought you found some uh, diamond in the rough there. Oh, I just thought he was better off in the bullpen because he sucked as a starter. So, I mean, 
sucks now. It just seems like pressure and uh, in a position, put in a position to be, you know, a big part of this team is where he sucks. So I wouldn't rely on him one bit moving forward. However, you got uh, Raphael Devers, who built Red Sox MVP. Your number, the number one player on this team. Yep. Absolutely. You saw it. Give him the fucking Mookie contract. Yeah. And he's only 24 years old. Do not fuck years around old. with his arbitration. Oh, Don't fuck around with his extension. It's twenty two years old. Give him his fucking money. Yeah, Give him his in- money, and if that if that means Bogarts has to walk, then that's fine because this kid is a stud, absolute stud. Hits the two run jack to uh, straightaway center uh, to take the lead, and my boy Nick Pavetta closes it out. Uh, you clinch the wild card. Uh, What's going on, JD? Real quick. He hurt himself running the bases like a pussy. He's out. <laughs> how does a how does the DH fucking hurt himself? Come on, it, man. That's now he's fifty fifty to sign his uh, for next year. Good, let him walk. Yeah, I let him walk. Go uh, to I, NL, I take Schwarber paid. over JD. No, uh, yeah. I would take Schwarber back, bro. Especially you know? in Fenway. Um, at the same time, the Yankees and I'm. This is a little bit of something that's been grinding my goddamn gears. The uh, um, the walk off the walk off hit from Judge. It was come on. It was a fucking dribble at a second. They just had a man on third for the. It wasn't a walk off. Yeah, and they both celebrated with champagnes like bitches. Like, dude, come on, you made the wild card game. Yippee, let's go. It's yeah, today's society. Everyone gets an award for doing something special. That's what they got. Here's a little bit of uh, backhanded positivity. Who's who looks worse for celebrating with champagne? The Red Sox or the Yankees? Yankees. 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 Yankees for sure. Uh, speaking of the Yankees. Um, oh, actually, before I get to that, I just want to touch on uh, my one time team, the Toronto Blue Jays. If not for the Dodgers fake World Series last year, and maybe even still. No, if not, the Dodgers would be the most underachieving franchise in baseball history. Right now, the Blue Jays hold that card. The money that they've spent, the uh, uh, investments that they've put into this team. To not even make the wild card, San Diego Padres. I was gonna say the Padres spent a billion dollars. But the Blue Jays have been building something, like they've been building it the right way and doing it the right way. And then they signed, you know, they're gonna have the fucking Cy one Cy Young winner in Robbie Ray. And you can't ridiculous get to the fucking wild card game. You lose by one with a hundred and eight run differential, which is like one of the best in the last 10, 12 years or whatever the fuck. It's pathetic. It's yeah. pathetic. So as much as we shit on the Red Sox, thank God you're not a Blue Jays fan. Uh, all right, Red Sox, Yankees. Ray, pay attention. Garrett Cole will be playing uh, up against Nathan Evaldi uh, in Fenway, of course. Yankees are 6-0 in the last six meetings versus the Red Sox. Evaldi got absolutely shelled against the Yankees last time he went up against them. Judge and Stanton are very hot, and J.D., like you said, Ray, is questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, what do we think is going to happen here? Uh, Red Sox, Yankees, Bill? Uh, Yankees win. They're all in six again. In the last six games, that's that's huge. And then you had your you had your chance to not see the Yankees, and that was last weekend, and you got swept. That was your chance to not see them. I just think the way the Yankees are playing right now, they kind of grinded it out to get in the playoffs. But their lineup is hot. Jay and um, Judge and Stan right now are hitting a fucking cover off the ball. I mean, it's it's tough. I, I expect the Yankees to win. I did not want to, I, I thought early in the season, if we had to see the Yankees, I was all for it, but the way they've been playing and the way the Red Sox have been playing against the Yankees, never seen. I don't expect the Red Sox to win. I expect the Yankees to go on in failure of a season. Raymond. 
uh, I feel like Rich is going to go Red Sox here because he was his World Series uh, winner. So I'm going to side with Rich because that's what Bill does all the time. I think the Red Sox are going to pull us out. I think they see the 0-6. He picked the like, White Sox, not the Red Sox. I picked the White Sox and Braves in, in the World Series. Yeah, same thing. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking – it's going to be like a major league thing where they're ripping off the uh, manager's uh, clothes one game at a time, and I think that's how they're going to start this wild card off. They're going to fucking destroy the Yankees. It's going to be 11-4 to tomorrow. Or tonight. He stole the the that from me too in a blog that I wrote on the rip taking the manager's clothes off from Major your League. <laughs> That's uh from Major League the the movie Bill has yeah. on repeat and love his that movie when he has to be quiet. One or two, one always one always one. Um, give me the socks, give me the socks. Garrett Cole, Nathan Evaldi. If you had, if I had to trust. Garrett Cole or Nathan Avaldi in a big game right now tonight. I, I get that he got shelled by the Yankees, but he's kind of due for one of those a month. And I don't know if it's a Yankees thing. I'm taking Evaldi over Cole right now. I mean, I get Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole, but he's been wishy-washy and iffy this whole season. The sticky icky put him in a mindset. You're in Fenway. Nathan Evaldi's got a set. We know he's got a set. Show me him. I think I expected to be low scoring nerves to be setting in for most of the game. Sixth, seventh inning. Someone will break through. Uh, uh, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean Raphael Devers here. I'm going to go Devers, Verdugo, Bogarts. One of those guys is going to, is going to come up big and get the socks in the playoffs. Uh, so they get swept by the race. Hey, I know it's not, Sunday. I, I, I know it's not Sunday, but I'm going to give you a little weather forecast for tonight. It's going to be 48 degrees and it's going to be a steady rain all day. So it's going to be wet. And cold. I don't think Garrett Cole's going to be uh, up for that task tonight. Or Evaldi. It's going to be a Shut shitty up, Bill. Fucking Evaldi's going to be ready to go. All right, cool. Uh, Bill, do you not you like know- Evaldi? You've been pushing against my Evaldi love all year, all fucking year no, long. No, I've I've said I he was my pick to start this game. I just I, I have it's been a pouring so in a we didn't give him rain, credit. Bad weather. I have cold. it's on fucking record. I said he was the guy to start, not Chris. Pouring Sarah. rain, bad weather, cold. Elements are against you. Pressure is on. Wild card game to get into the playoffs. Do you trust Garrett Cole or Nathan Evolve? Garrett Cole. What a cunt. Give me the and this is not being biased. I honestly think this. Give me the guy with the fucking sack. Garrett Cole, obviously immensely talented. But haven't we seen him turn into a fucking puddle enough times this season to think that it could happen again? Nathan Evaldi doesn't lose. I'll still, I'll still, take, I'll still take him. He loses because his stuff isn't as good that day. I'll still take Cole. Give me the I guy figured with out, the balls. I figured out the quick. balls in the wild card game. I figured it out real quick. It's because it's going to be 48 degrees and Bill refuses to turn his heat on. So he knows he's going to freeze tonight. So he's very upset about that. And he just wants the Red Sox season to be over. So he can I don't turn the heat on until it goes to 50 in the house. It's the cutoff. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to be mid Celtic season. Bill's going to be eating Irene's box with the fucking icicles on his goddamn mustache. That's what I take This has been the my Sports Show. Oh, Dark 30 baseball uh, show. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.